I didn't have a song ready, yo. It's recording. Yo. Oh god, it's already recording. Okay, let me come up with something. Um. Damn. Uh. Boo! There's a womp womp. Gosh, I I just I wasn't thinking about it. Wait, what's the one? What's the one? It goes. Um. Uh. I was drunk the day my mom got out of prison. <laughs> and I went to pick her up. In the rain, but before I could get to something in my pickup truck, what happens next? She got run over by a damned old train. I've never heard this. What y'all are tripping? We're back to incarceration, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll stay around as long as you will. Let me, let me, let me, let me. Um, I never minded standing in the rain, and you don't have to call me darling. That's not the same song, darling. Yes, it is. You never even, it's call me by my name, call me by my name, call me by my name. Oh, no, that's just Lil Nas X at this point. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, what's the name of this song? I was drunk the day my mom got out of prison. Okay, uh, welcome to Pines and Perspectives. It's David Allen Coe, You Never Call Me By My Name. Come on, come on. Yep, yep. David David Allen Coe. You Never Call Me By My Name. Kevin knows this song, I'm sure. Uh, I'm surprised at your lack of uh, country music knowledge. Welcome to Pints and Perspectives. I'm Adam. This is Cullen. And that, once again, for the third time in a row, is drumroll, please. Hannah Oya Smith. Colleague, peer, friend. What's something unique about you, Hannah, that, oh, I know. What's your favorite game to play on Friday nights, Hannah? Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, you're so cool. Why? Am and I every cool? Dungeon and Dragons person just loved you all the more. Okay, are you a Stranger Things fan? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have a favorite season of Stranger Things? I, I personally yeah. believe that season three of Stranger Things was the, the best season. Really? Are they done just, making but, them? No. I no. So how so. can you say that? Millie Bobby for president, even though she's not American. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's so cute. Why Dungeons and Dragons? Why? Um, it's fantasy, which I feel like is a really good escape from like the constant death and tragedy of my life because of my work. Yeah. Uh, I really need novelty in my life. It's like an intentional choice for joy. Isn't there, isn't there like a lot of death and killing in Dungeons and Dragons as well? Yes, but it's, (laughs) it's fantastical though. And it's, when it's a dragon killing you, is it really the same thing? No, no, I I guess, I guess not, (laughs) Hannah. (laughs) Uh, very cool, very cool. All right, what are we uh, drinking today? Um, Cullen, do you want to start? Looks like you're prepared. Uh, I'm not because 11 Below is... Uh, Whack! No, we love you, 11 Below. Sucking up right now. Sucking up. Oh, what does that mean? That's that's. I'm uncomfortable. That's uh, me trying to censor my way of saying fucking up. Oh, uh, my gosh. <laughs> they have a seasonal release that's a pilsner. It's called Lil Snack. Oh. Lil Snack. That was your nickname in high school? <laughs> Episode three is always the best. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know that I don't know that the congregants are ready for my response to that. So we're gonna snack. move right along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
snack. A whole right. snack with uh, a side of chips. You know what I'm talking about? A snack and a snack and a snack. Oh, uh, man. Okay, 11 Below Brewing. Uh, they are a Houston brewery. I think they're out of Katy, if I remember correctly. I have no clue. We have so many yes. breweries now. Yes. I said nice. Oh, cool. I thought you said She doesn't yes. know. <laughs> uh, proudly brewed in Houston. That's what a- it says right here. H Town for uh, Life. Oh shit! You know, okay. So you know how uh, Carbog does the recycle, damn it, for their recycle uh, logo. Yes, I know. They have a snack. Trash is whack. Trash is whack. What it says, dude. I think somebody. Uh, I think they. um, Sorry, go ahead. uh, So this is a pilsner, um, four and a half percent ABV. So pilsner. So sometimes you just need a little something to hold you over when a snack attack comes calling. With its clean German Pilsner malt, noble hop character, Little Snack was built to crush your cravings in the heat of summer. It might be small, but it's a whole snack. Well, God love a whole snack. Well, <laughs> I just it's like I just like saying Little Snack. <laughs> little Snack. Hannah, what do you got over there? Um, Carbach Crawford Bach. That's correct. Um, That's one of I've had this before. Beers. Yeah, you've had it before. Tell oh, me. Yeah. Tell me. Uh, it's fine. Uh, nineteen IBU. So is it the higher the number, the more bitter it is, or the Correct. lower the number? Higher, okay. higher. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We're playing basketball here, not golf. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I came with the analogy that I know nothing of. She's like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a 4.5 ABV. It okay. is a Bach with two row pale medium crystal Munich black malt. So it has a ton of malt. Adam, do you, do you know what it means when it is two row or four row? Yeah. We've talked about this many times on this podcast. It, 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 it's, it's the basic, it's the hot, it's the American, the American, um, malt. No. Grain. Well, American two row is, but there's also English two row. There's four row barley. There's all kinds of, and there's literally the, and don't the, care. What, what does it mean? <laughs> the two difference is, does it have two heads of, grain or does it have four heads oh that makes a lot of two sense. row or four row barley um all, all i care is. about is wheat and tares because this is a theology podcast moving on um, did you catch that pun it, it was a bible it was a bible reference how many degrees there's like 12 degrees in the room and nobody got the bible reference get out tares? everyone wheat and tares wheat uh, wheat and weeds would, would, would uh, come on am i the only person here that went to seminary you're the only real christian in the room that's what it well, is well <laughs> pelagius um <laughs> i uh the internet slowed down um adam's floundering uh i'm not floundering on anything i don't see an answer to your uh, so obvious bible pun that the rest of us didn't get uh, i think it was jesus is separated like some of the wheat oh i know what you're separating the wheat from the tares and the yes. goat from the sheep and like that's the future of the come on y'all i know what you're talking about now the internet's not working cool you're so saved you're so saved <laughs> Hannah, there's nothing inherently wrong with me, so I don't need to be saved. Oh, How okay. about that? Um, <laughs> you have a sickness. Even your boy Pelagius would agree with that. You have a sickness that you must work to overcome, my guy. Everybody does. Right, but you still have it. It doesn't it, mean you have nothing to overcome. D- did God make me sick? You were just made sick. By whom? Well, I don't know what Pelagius would say. The about creator? That. 
I don't think he would say All that. right, I'm drinking platypus brewing. <laughs> um, Fun fact, uh, I stole this beer out of Adam's fridge, and that's why I what? bought it to replace it. <laughs> I did not know this. I was over at Adam's house one night, and uh, hit the beer fridge was getting a little low, and so I had me a just Stella Ella, and then I was like, told. you know what? I'll make him drink it on the podcast. You just took it out of my fridge. <laughs> well, is, that's, not the, that's not an uncommon part of our relationship. This is our friendship. I take beer out of Adam's beer fridge. You just walk out. The uncommon it? part is that I... Right back. back. <laughs> <laughs> you let me drink what you I let you drink your own beer at my Okay, house. hey, look, Cullen, do you remember? This is not the first platypus brewing we've done on this uh, podcast. We've actually done two of them before. And do you remember what the number one critique you had of platypus brewing is? Oh, what yeah, their URL didn't match their actual the URL. Can, so yeah. the can, so the can says, so one of the things we do for this podcast is like, we actually like look up the beer or, you know, and like do a little bit of research on it, read about it, you know, whatever. So we can talk coherently. Uh, so this, I mean, we're sometimes. three episodes in, I don't know how coherent <laughs> this is. But. Uh, uh, um, so this one, uh, yes. So on previous <laughs> episodes, platypusbrewing.com is what's printed on the can. And it's platypus hyphen something brewing. Okay, brother, you ready to get even more pissed off at this brewery? They changed it again? Mm, no URLs work. <laughs> platypus, uh, platypusbrewing.com, which is printed on the can, goes nowhere. Platypus-brewing.com, which is was their actual yeah, URL. Yeah, that's what it used to, that's, yeah. Also now goes nowhere. <laughs> that's, I, I can't tell you anything about this Sounds beer. Sounds like a promising company. No Maybe promising. they listened to our podcast and realized how bad I shit on them well, for it. I'm sure you are the reason for everyone's choices. Uh, I doubt Col it. Th this is Stella Ella. Oh my God, it took me it took me to some Chinese version of an Amazon scam website when I clicked on the platform. They got problems, y'all. They got, they got problems. They've got problems. They Plot do twist. It's owned by a Chinese. Oh, my God. It's, it's you know what? Huawei. That shit was months ago. Months ago. Hannah, do you ever go out to Washington Avenue? I know you just play Dungeons and Dragons and never go to bars, but do you ever go to Washington Avenue? Where is Washington Avenue? Well, that would, Washington. That, that would answer my question. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, the, this brewery is located there, or they once were. I don't know if they're even still open. <laughs> well, you say. know what? Apparently, they have IG. I'm not so. trendy enough for uh, Yeah, Let's well, see how the IG is. Apparently, Platypus Brewing isn't trendy enough for a website, but um, <laughs> this is a seasonal release. Uh, it is a Kolsch style ale it is 12 fluid ounces in a can 5.6 percent uh, alcohol by volume um, and that is the only information I can provide you on this beer uh, because there's no um, uh, footprint website. yeah no website on, on, on the yeah app. their can still says platypusbrewing.com their IG link in bio says platypus-brewing.com which takes your fucking can which takes you to um, no it took me when I went to it from IG it took me to the actual website oh there it is y'all got problems fix over your there. shit guys got problems like over there. The, you what? better give this a terrible rating oh they have a restaurant y'all they have a whole restaurant at and their they don't we need to go over there. We need to go over there. Okay, uh, enough about this. We're taking forever on this. Um, what? Uh, who wants to go first? Who's talking? Oh, actually, let me show you a trick I learned. What? Uh, I was going to do it on mine, and I forgot. The camera can't see that. What? Well, okay. It, it, a trick. No watch. It saves. The can keeps it from overflowing and it gives it a perfect head every fucking time. 
I mean, okay, cool. You're so welcome. Thank you. If you want to use that same kind of My science life. knowledge, science. if you're boiling water science. or pasta or anything, you wooden can spoon. lay your wooden spoon over the top oh, and it yeah. will keep the pot from overboiling. You can also, depending on what you're cooking, just put olive oil on the surface of the water. Is so there you the go. same concept as like the dog water feeder things where you, you like mean? have the what? jug of water and you flip it upside down? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, right? Hannah. I think that's just gravity. Oh. <laughs> yeah, not quite the same. <laughs> quite the same concept no but you know how it like doesn't overflow the no bowl? it's just like, like it, when like, you no i think that's just physics it's just like when you <laughs> that is your, physics too well i guess you're right <laughs> it's just like on your last beer when you poured it right down the middle of the glass mm-hmm. and it gave that big head Foamed and you stuck up. your finger in it mm-hmm. same you concept. saw that it's the salt <laughs> you just break the the, it's the salt the, it's a tension thing right no, like your salt br- well, okay whatever move on talk about your freaking beer oh <laughs> i don't know apparently they serve margaritas at this platypus place as well I don't know what to think. It must about. be beer readers. I, 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 no, it says full bar. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead. Um, this beer is terrible, y'all. I can't stand it. Um, my little snack's not the little snack I was looking for. Little snack. Um, no. Little snack. Little snack. Uh, I like my little snacks to be a little, little bodied. Um, Ooh, he said he like his. He likes his little he snacks. He likes a body. Thick. He wants some like thick a little snack. I like a body. Um, Something to grab onto, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, they're called love handles for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> little snack. Uh, <laughs> episode three, y'all. Um, it is happening. Yeah, it, look, I mean, look at it. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it looks like water. It, it's dead. Um, it has very little flavor. Why would anybody drink that? I don't know. Five, eight. It's terrible. I w- yeah. Okay. Look, so this is a Kolsch, which Kolsch, uh, my platypus brewing that you can't be found on the internet. Um, uh, look, man, the, it's got flavor. I'll give them that. It's got some flavor. It's got a little breadiness. It's got a little, I can, I can taste some of the malt. Um, there's zero hop on it. Um, so like it gives me something to deal with. It gives me something to taste. So this beer, this beer is a Kolsch. And look, I'm going to cut to the chase. Um, not a fan of anything I've had from Platypus. I love Washington Ave. Uh, I'm sure your food's great. Um, but this beer is not. I'm going to give it a 5.2. Hannah, thoughts on Crawford Bach? Um, it's, I've had it before. It's not my favorite. I'm going to give it a 4. What? Don't love it. Yeah, I my just girl. I don't I don't really fuck with it either. And I love bucks. It's one of my favorite beers. I, yeah, I it's very I don't I don't know beer lingo and I have no idea what I'm looking for when it comes to taste, but it feels it's acidic. Okay. I don't know if that's a thing. Yeah, for but sure. But it's it tastes like if you were to like grind up a bunch of citrus fruit, drain it and sprinkle it in water. It's like it has that like acidity. Gotcha flavor that wow. you would find in a citrus fruit without the actual flavor okay and then it's and then but no flavor outside and of that's that all acid. and then it, it dies for you yeah yeah comes from the coffee coffee what are you talking more. about coffee has a- acid in it yeah that's box box have coffee flavors that's what the grains mm. produce that's the darker color the higher you go up the level bond uh, scale the more it starts it to is. taste like coffee and tobacco and the more acidic it gets that's what the hops are there for they're the bittering agent to Got minimize the, uh, the acid if you were looking for you know, a chemistry lesson on how to we so weren't how do i 
not order this and order something closer to the first thing next time I go to a bar. Yeah. So that number one, always order something really, really bougie. Alcohol. Expensive. Got no, it. Well, no, no, <laughs> no. Um, maybe a, like if you're okay, if you show up to St. Arnold mm-hmm. Brewery, some of their beers are going to be sold in 10 ounce snifter. That's just a type of glass or, or, or a 16 ounce pints. If it's sold in a 10 ounce snifter, mm-hmm. you like it. Okay. It's, 10 ounces. That's what I'm looking for. It's going to be, it's going to be like a double. It's going to be malty. Okay. It's going to be boozy. It's going to be darker. Yeah. It's going to be thicker. It's going to be uh, sweeter. I think it was a note that you pointed mm-hmm. out. Um, that's what you want to look for. Okay. Anything like a, a barley wine, um, a scotch ale, a, what was, what did we have? Oh yeah. Real heavy. That was a scotch ale. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I would say that. An imperial. When you go, what you're looking for. Sure, but you're really well. I don't know. You think she would fuck with an imperial? I don't know that she would. I mean, I don't. I'm just. I don't know what. Hannah, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, but know. if you go up, if you go too high in an imperial, you'll get that acid flavor again, but from the hops because mm. it's all the citrus that they're bringing to the table. Fair. <clears throat> uh, any browns, and so the way that people kind of do this is called love a bond, L O V I B O N. And it's a scale of measuring grain color. Okay. Is really all it is. So, like, mine would be very low. Mine would be, like, 100. Like, this is nothing. Adam's would be something more like 300. Pull yours up. Yeah, you'd be something more like five, 550. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, a Russian Imperial is going to be, like, like a... 1,200. 1,200. Like, yeah. If it's, like, if you can't see through it, you're plus 1,000. Got it. Yeah. Like, it's how it goes. And, and you are tending to, like, darker. So, when you go to a bar... Just tell somebody you want something love a bond 600 plus. Okay. And you'll just get, they'll give you some kind of brown beer. Okay. You'll probably like it. Okay. Ales over lagers. Helpful. Um, Okay, Hannah. This is your last episode with us. Well, for today. For today. um, Until we do a site visit in Austin. Hey, there's an idea. (laughs) Um, Okay. The brewery to sponsor it. Yeah. So. While we're getting tattoos. Wow, this has turned into a whole thing. <laughs> I would do that. This has turned into a whole thing. Um, Adam doesn't have a tattoo. Would you get a tattoo? I would definitely get a tattoo. Who's paying for it? <laughs> the sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, sure, if it's a free tattoo. Um, You're going to get Pines of Perspectives tattooed on your ass cheek? Absolutely not. <laughs> Come on, man. 100%. Do it for the team, Adam. No. Ass cheek. Ass cheek. <laughs> Kevin, come get your child. Um, be so fun. We could do all kinds of great content off that. Okay, Adam, shut you up. would go viral. Oh my God, shut up. Hannah! <laughs> Thoughts on deconstruction. Go. Oh. When I brought this up earlier, you had a... It feels trendy right now. It's been trendy for a little bit. It is trendy. I, I don't like trendy things in general. Okay. Um, I agree. Yeah. Also, like... My faith has changed tremendously. You've deconstructed. To the extent that, like... I think that there's a level of like apophatic faith that's like it's very, it's like a hopeful agnosticism, Ooh, right? Like brilliant. that's like a, I mean that's kind of what having an apophatic faith is, right? Um, and yet, the church is made of people that are mm. broken, right? But the church has always been something that's been very hopeful to me. You know, I grew up in poverty, and I mean the amount of times that groceries anonymously showed up on our doorstep and the amount of times like people anonymously paid bills or paid, you know, like it's the only place where I feel like I see 
the manifestation of the goodness of God is like when people serve each other in the local church yeah. and church can be ugly. I'm not trying to, I've seen that too. Um, but I, I've never had a moment of bitterness at God or church. Truthfully, even if I don't necessarily know that I always believe, yeah. I still think it's very utilitarian. It's very practical for us to have faith communities and, to believe in God, whether God is real or not, is not really the point. Would you say? <laughs> would you say that you have deconstructed your uh, your Pentecostal theology, your Pentecostal practice, your Pentecostal theology, your Pentecostal theology for sure, not the practice. I'm okay. still very like, I I I love and am proud of um, the the folkiness of mm-hmm. the tradition that I was raised in. But do I believe all the systematic theologies like? connected to those practices yeah no, not at all you still use your prayer language yeah you yeah. still use yours no yeah i wouldn't figure you I don't pray i don't pray <clears throat> what um what can you say what more about what you don't pray is it just yeah i, I want to challenge that because i think that everyone does <laughs> let's see this is so this. a big part of a big part of chaplaincy is that we that is the rebuttal like even people that don't believe in god like i would i would i would encourage you to like redefine prayer excellent so maybe okay let's talk about this yeah um this is a problem when you get with like theologically trained people um (laughs) okay so what do you how would you def i would assume that you define prayer now as something very broad correct Mm -hmm. okay um does prayer for you involve a intentional communication might be too strong of a word, but an intentional communication with a deity uh, from me. Like, like, like mm-hmm. I'm personalizing. Like you are trying to speak to a higher power. Personalizing, personal. Yeah. Not speak, connect with. Maybe communication is not the right word here. Well, I mean, communi- you can communicate without speaking. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I will say one of two things. Okay. Because I'm a chaplain, I'm often asked to pray for people. For. A- and there is a sense of, it's like a p- petition. Okay. Like, right, that's prayers, prayers of petition. Yep. Um, and like God help this situation. And that does, that is not congruent with my own faith. I do it because it is helpful to them. Girl. Not because it's congruent to uh, what I believe, right? Girl. So, and uh, that's a big part of like, I what I think it means to offer good pastoral care. It's not actually about what I need right now. This Ooh. is what you need in this moment so I can do that for you. Yes, it doesn't do anything for me, right? I'm, okay. That, for me, prayer is very much about intention and gratitude. Um, it's not about petition. Okay. It's not about even necessarily like needing to offer something but it's setting an intention for what my hopes desires needs are and then being humble enough to recognize that i have already have so much right the gratitude piece the gratitude piece so what methodology do you personally like i know that if you're in a hospital room you're like plant like god please heal Mm -hmm. shane of his whatever yeah um but for you, what is that? If it's not petition, mm-hmm. I get I get what you're saying. Yeah. But what's the mode? Yeah. So my prayers these days, I don't I don't say it's not like a dear God, dear yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Like I like I I think I already Sub-yo. said I have a weird <laughs> thing about like personalizing God that feels right. That's dirty an apathetic thing. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, it's a lot more of like I feel helpless right now. 
So is it a feeling? I, it is very somatic. Is it I a feel this right now. God, I feel helpless right now. Okay, now look, what you you just did something there, Hannah. Oh yeah, you went from having a feeling mm -hmm. to taking that feeling and articulating it mm -hmm. to something outside of someone. Something outside, outside of, of myself, not a one, not a person, sure, but something sure. outside of myself. It's recognizing myself in a context, right? It's. This is how I'm feeling. It's also not the whole story of the world. But it's there is a divine personality out there somewhere that that is being directed to in some way. Right? I think it depends on my day. Can depends on the moment for me. Fair. Yeah. Can an atheist pray? I think yes. How? All do. How? I think similar to what I just said, right? It's like you don't have to put God. You don't have to put an article in front of that. But like it's, it is a, a somatic experience of plea but also for like help a, but also like a recognition of that somatic experience mm -hmm. for, so is that how is a somatic ex, a somatic plea not also in some way a petition if it uh, mm -hmm. i guess it's the plea part like yeah. the like the help or i because i get well. like it's the it's where you are expecting help to come from. Okay. And it's the expectation that help will arrive anyways. Like so in the where first are you, place. If you make a plea, where are you expecting help to arrive from? I think most helplessness and hopelessness is not for most people. Those are feelings that we feel. We feel we've all felt helpless. Yeah. We've all yep. felt hopeless. Yeah. yeah. But that doesn't mean you are explicitly asking for a savior. Mm. Right? A person or something outside of yourself it's an yeah. it's a recognition that i don't have hope right now are you familiar with uh metaphor theory um no okay Some metaphor more. theory is the concept I'll, I'll spare you the lesson there's a great book published by chicago press uh timothy johnson i think is his name uh metaphors we live by fantastic book changed the way i thought about language um basically the concept is that all all language breaks down to a metaphor like the re the way that the reason that you understand the definition of the word hot mm -hmm. is because you had a metaphor yeah. of like a flame right. from yeah. a child or something like that. Uh, for me, when you say the word plea, mm -hmm. I can't help but think about someone making a plea, a guilty or not guilty, to a judge and definitely asking for that judge to impart some kind of mercy. Mm -hmm. But you're not using that word that way. Mm -mm. So give me give me, what is your metaphor? How how are you using that word? Great question. Yeah, I think for me it goes back to a somatic feeling of helplessness. I feel helpless. There's I there is nothing around me that I can see or touch or reach for that could offer me relief. And mm. it's just a recognition of that feeling in my body. So it's just like if you if you were in a relationship, it's like, hey, just because I feel the need to say this doesn't mean that I need you, my other partner, to fix it. I just need you to hear what I have to say. Yeah. Just like the ability to speak presence and, and emotion and, and regulate your own feelings based on a conversation and the ability to communicate yeah. those thoughts. Yeah, it's a recognition of self. It's just having self-awareness. I think yeah. so much <laughs> of... Um, and the, the ironic thing is that when we personalize God and we pray to a deity to save us, it doesn't actually allow us to have that self-awareness, right? To actually articulate what our needs are and to be able to find that inner strength or resources within ourselves. Um, yeah, that's so interesting. I was, uh, ironically, I was just in therapy the other day and uh, yesterday and just kind of talking to my therapist. I was like, I, you know, I don't know that I'm angry at God, but like, 
he and God, God definitely got like some kind of beef. Like there, mm-hmm. there's like some kind of obstacle or barrier between mm-hmm. us. Just, and I noticed it because you know since I was like 15, I've carried a Bible with me everywhere I went, mm. everywhere, until like two weeks ago. Interesting. I, just, I don't carry it anymore. I probably haven't read it in like four months, which is also wow, like unheard of. Yeah, like, um, <clears throat> and I think lots of it is just this like. For me, I was like it. It doesn't make much sense to me, and it was c- causing anger between me and God that like I'm asking, like I'm pleading for something, and like nothing is happening. Mm-hmm. And my therapist was like. That's not the way God works. Mm-hmm. Like, if you ask God to do something, or if you ask God, like, what's right, mm-hmm. uh, I think God's going to ask you, what do you want? Yeah. Like, that's what a parent does. Mm-hmm. A parent doesn't say, no, thi- or let me rephrase, a good mm. parent, a good parent doesn't say, mm. this is what is ordained for you. You have to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You have to be a doctor. You have to be X, Y, Z. No, a good parent says, what do you want to do with your life? Mm. Nobody ever told me that was a freaking option for like god everybody's like oh yeah good father but like other terrifying like scary metaphor of god penal substitutionary yeah 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 yeah. well it's a very transactional relationship isn't it it's like i do the right things and then you can be my wise counsel whenever i need it or like 100 percent. yeah it doesn't allow for a lot of agency does it personal side or god's side yeah yeah well i guess it it allows for 100 percent agency on god's side but only that you are you're a slave you're a mm-hmm. servant. You're no longer a child. Yeah. You only do what God says. Yeah. So for you, this is not going to be, this episode is no longer about deconstruction. So, so no, 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 it's fine. So for you, for you, like what, um, what does the active, this goes back to like the past two episodes. <laughs> what does God do mm-hmm. in the life of are you asking a question of like tell us of purpose or are you asking a question of like motive or are you asking a question of actual agency and intervention yeah agency and uh, let me let me set up a scenario Mm -hmm. and maybe you help me with which one of those i think i know Uh, when you're in the hospital room Mm -hmm. and you're with a family who's about to turn the machines off yeah okay and that moment's about to happen what's god doing in that moment not yeah. now. Listen, not what you're doing. Yeah, may, yeah, yeah. Maybe you're equating the two. Mm-hmm. Not what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Not what the people are doing. Mm-hmm. Not what the the person who is about to make this fundamental change. Mm-hmm. Do. What is God doing? What is divinity doing in that? So moment? I, for even amongst all of my Pentecostalness, I have for a long time kind of been in this very deistic place. Just like okay. I don't actually see tangible like. Yeah moves of God in the real world. But I think I've, and I still have those thoughts, especially in times of like strife, like, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think, um, on my best days and probably 80% of the time, again, I go back to this very apophatic faith where like an apophatic faith requires, um, divination right it's this okay. like god yeah. is not outside of me but god is actually like the kingdom of what he- kingdom of heaven is within I, I, and that's right? valid and yeah. so like what's happening in the hospital room and this goes back to like somatic experience is when you are making space for people to uncover discover unbury their their emotions mm. and their experience and you are making space for it they get to experience god 
by looking internally and by doing their own inner work of processing what's happening in the moment. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. So God doesn't come to save the situation. God doesn't like supernaturally come down and like take your big feelings away or he'll make the cancer disappear or whatever. But what's happening is like, because we're made in the image of God, like our divinity within you. Yeah. Our humanity becoming manifest in such a raw way is the way that we experience the divine. That's quite eminent of you, Hannah. Oh yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. It is. God is quite very present in that moment. It is. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of presence in that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not for the sake of like changing circumstances necessarily, Mm -hmm. but it's a presence that the efficacy of the presence is actually what, like comfort and hope. Yeah. Or like, Comfort and hope. Peace, Peace. maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Shalom, maybe. I I do have a question about, uh, you made a comment that you're pretty deistic in your kind of thoughts about God. When I'm I'm in nihilistic spaces, for sure. Amen. That's where I live. Uh, (laughs) Well, I think in some ways, like conceptually, me too, because like I, I... I don't live in the book of Acts. Like I don't walk yeah. down the road and like Nobody does. pull people up and they're healed. Um, but you did grow up Pentecostal mm-hmm. and that's quite a huge, and you did too. And yeah. I asked Adam about, Adam doesn't believe in miracles anymore. I, I don't know concept of miracles in his belief. Wait, come on. I just, Adam think, did, did Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. If he walked out of the grave, I would assume that he, wasn't actually he's dead. just like the lady from florida that was prematurely yeah. put in her there's a news story trailer. about this <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right i know now. what you're talking about yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah like adam doesn't believe in miracles yeah um i think i do like my grandmother mm. tells me stories and her and all of her family and a hundred witnesses that were there mm-hmm. said they visibly watched my grandmother's leg grow yeah. My grandmother had a very rare disease where yeah. one leg was shorter than the other and it made her spine kind of crooked. Mm-hmm. And they literally prayed an inch and a half onto her leg. Yeah. These and stories she went exist. to the doctor. Yeah. And like for me, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. Like, oh, I've seen so I've much seen shit anything. like that. So how do you how can you now sit there today and say you're deistic in your thought and that God doesn't show Ooh. up? Well, she said on her worst days. Yeah, on my worst days. But <laughs> But even in those hospital rooms, like could, is there no way to have hope for something more? Uh, than no, 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 no. So <laughs> I, I refuse to, to like equate hope with miracle. You can have hope without having a miracle. Yeah, well said. But also. I've what are you hoping for if not a miracle, though? Peace. Yeah, just like a way to move forward in yeah, life. Yeah, a way to cope, a way to. See, I get that part. Acceptance yeah. of mortality. Like. Man, that's the way I pray these days is I don't, I just want to accept the inevitable. Yeah. I, I want to stop wrestling with what will ultimately happen. Every single person I love is going to die. Everyone's going to die, man. Every, I'm going to die. Right. My existence will be annihilated. Right. I just want to, I just want to be okay with that. Yeah. That's hope. That's peace. That's yeah. peace. You know, and I, I don't need like, yeah, I don't need a miracle in that sense. You know, something supernatural, something material. Yeah. Um, but in those moments, don't you think that's what those people are looking for? No. no? Sometimes, you know, the, the best death I was ever a part of, there was this woman who was like, I don't know, in her 90s. And um, <laughs> she was so great. She had her whole family at her bedside. And I walked in and she was just grumpy and frustrated and uncomfortable, actively dying. She was on comfort care. Oh. And she told me, 
<laughs> she had me pray for her, and she said, if God does not take me home tonight, if I wake up in yeah. the morning, I am going to be so fucking angry. <laughs> and she said it with a smile on her face. Like, she was like, I am so ready. I I want to be at peace. I don't, there's yeah. no reason yeah. for me to suffer. Yeah. I've had a long, beautiful life. Yeah. I trust in whatever happens hereafter. I've made amends. I've said, I'm sorry. I've said, I love to my family. Yeah. Hold, how old is this person though? In her 90s. 90s. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, I'm more asking about the 35 year old mother mm-hmm. that has to sit there with you when our 15 year old sitting there with a GSW and about to die. Yeah. That woman wants a miracle, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Yeah, and so in mm-hmm. that moment, are you? Do you pray for a miracle? Yeah, that, that you're praying for her anyways, right? And you're yeah. you, you said it's a pastoral care moment. So are yeah. you praying for a miracle that you're not sure is going to happen, or are you yeah. just praying for her own peace and? I'm praying to for move wisdom for doctors. I'm right. praying for um, wise and careful medical intervention. I'm praying for peace. I'm praying for comfort. I'm praying for. Um, yeah, those are those are the tangible things I'm praying for. I don't use miracle language. Do you pray for dead people to raise from the dead? N- no. Okay. I don't think death is the enemy. Okay. Do you pray? Okay. What is the enemy? Is maybe a better question. No, now is you're starting a new enemy? episode. You're starting a new episode. Yeah, we've so we've only got five minutes left. All right, Hannah OES coming back for other series. Do you <laughs> do you pray for limbs? Do you pray for sight Why? for the blind? Why? Did okay, back, hold on, pause. Did you used to? No. I never not have. even not even in the most charismatic uh, days. No. See, I did. You were never like treasure hunting, like you never did any of you that like charismaniac stuff. No. Though? I mean, I prayed when people were ill, when there was sickness. You pray for like Yeah, but so like something with cancer. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would pay for healing for that. Somebody That's with really different than growing someone's leg. Indeed. Right? Like one of those is terminal. One of those is not. Yeah. Fair, fair, <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Yeah. For one sure. of those is just a normal affliction that, you know, we all have. People have. Yeah. yeah. Do you believe that God does still do those things, even though you don't uh, pray for them? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that I believe that God ever did those things. Yeah. I See? saw that so, shit with so my Jesus eyes. Okay, wait, raised wait, Lazarus from the dead. Wait, wait, wait. She said she I saw, saw with her that eyes. shit with my eyes, and I still don't know what I believe about it. That this is how it I happened. Feel. It happened. I refuse to assign explanation to those things. They were beautiful. So is that like divine mystery, or is that like just course of the universe? She says she don't know. I'm really comfortable living in the tension of, I don't fucking know. I think yeah. this is where I'm at, Hannah. I think you're the first person who's really put language to that for but me. But you're outspokenly not there. You're like, no, God doesn't do that. That no, never no, 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 happened. No. But what I'm trying to say is, I think Hannah's helping me in this moment right now because I think that, like, I have seen those things with my eyes yeah. too. And I think I personally refuse yeah. to ascribe cause, yeah. meaning, uh, origin, yeah. <laughs> you know, all these things. Um because I don't know. Yeah. And so, but that also at the same time doesn't necessarily mean that God is real or not real yeah. either. Right. Like it yeah. doesn't have that bearing mm-hmm. either. Um, and there's also a lot of consequences if it were true. There's a ton of right? consequences. Like if, if it's God true. really did heal people like Correct. that. Correct. That's 
very consequential. Like, oh, why yeah. the fuck aren't you doing that all why the time? Why aren't you doing all? No, why so is couldn't it, agree more? For, yeah, it, it could just be my own safety, you know, f- to to choose mm. to not wrestle with that further, because for my own sake, I recognize in my life that God is a concept I need, and yet, yeah, um, the the struggle of the Odyssey yeah. is one that like. At some point, for your own sanity, you just have to say, "I don't know when I I'm don't know. gonna have to be okay not knowing that." Divine yeah. mystery. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the so we did like multiple episodes. My, twelve. My, twelve episodes on the problem on the, evil, on the yep. problem of evil. Okay. Because like it is my big hangup. Well, it's my it's my hangup too. Yeah. I, I I mean, I was walking around as an agnostic for three years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like if God is good, then like the Holocaust shouldn't exist. If God is good and all powerful. Yeah, yeah. So that was the basis of our series. We don't need to re-prosecute the Odyssey here. Hannah, has has this been an enjoyable experience for you? Yeah, it's been fun to shoot the shit with. It's been a long time since I've even talked to theology with anyone. I know. Frankly, I don't care much these days. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, that's, that's how we feel. That's too. exactly how we feel too. But we do this podcast because I don't know. Like maybe we're well, I sadist. Think, I don't. I, well, like, no, I think I do this podcast because there are lots of people that are interested in it, and mm-hmm. I don't want the main narrative to be the. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a great point. But I think the other thing that I do about this podcast is like I, I've forgotten more about God than most people ever know. Mm. Well, and yeah, it's, it's just like so I, real. I can ooze conversations like mm-hmm. this with a simple Google to jog memories, yeah. and I, I'm immediately brought back into weeks of classroom. Yeah, we can do this. We yeah, do and this, yeah. I, I remember books and, and, and quotes from books and pages. And mm-hmm. You know, whatever. It's fun. Well, you know? we appreciate you taking the time to do this with us yes. yeah. in particular. And hopefully even you though will you will come are, back. Yeah, well, you, anytime y'all want to like continue to work out your salvation by just wrestling over stupid shit that doesn't actually matter. <laughs> That's all we do on this podcast. Call me. Let's do it again. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you very much, Hannah. See you on the next one. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Pints and Perspectives podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.